tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Good Wife right here on AfterBuzz TV. We are talking open source today. I'm Bobby DeMiro. With me is Allison Law and Tara Johnson. Everybody is back. We have our voices, ladies. Hello. I'm glad you have your voice back this week. I'm going to celebrate having my voice back by talking for 50 minutes in our 52-minute ep- I'm just kidding. You guys can talk a little bit more than that. Hey, before we get started, before I forget, if you haven't already, we say it every week, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube. We get great YouTube comments. That's one of the highlights of the show is the Twitter and YouTube reaction we get. Our viewers are smarter than us, and I'm not just saying that to flatter people like they actually kind of are. Yeah, they really do come up with some good stuff. Yeah, they'll say stuff that I'm reading, and I'm like, I should have probably come up with that. But they should be smart. Isn't their age group like 45 Whoa, is that a little age (laughs) joke? (laughs) Just a joke, guys. You guys are very smart. All right. Well. <laughs> and Allison is back. Yeah. Back. I know you guys miss me. Allison's back, and she's right back where she was. Right. All right. Let's talk open source today. Uh, first things first, let's talk about this 3D printer, the gun. Um, Tara, question for you first. With your legal background, and mm-hmm. I know you're not like, you know, a, a criminal attorney who's prosecuting huge cases. Right. But even with the legal background, Judge Abernathy, mm-hmm. as wild as his personality was for the courtroom unrealistic or do judges actually go that far yeah i i think it's unrealistic because i think it would be total grounds to appeal the case if depending on whatever either, way. Ju- either yeah. way because he just was he was interjecting whether it be directly or indirectly indirectly his opinion of how he felt about this issue like wow is anyone else as disturbed as i am by this issue i mean that's not really for a judge to say a judge should be impartial because they didn't have a jury, so the judge is going to decide this case, which you can choose to do in cases. So, yeah, he was adding a little too much spice and, you know, honor Abernathy personality in this case. Yeah. Well, I have an um, entertainment law question for you. <laughs> um, so the guy that actually shot the, the gunfire, mm-hmm. I feel like he should have been the one up there. Right. But he didn't have any, have any money, yeah, so they kinda, say. So do you really go after the next one that has the money? Yeah, I mean, he was somewhat judgment-proof. So it's almost like to spend the time in court to know that even if you get a judgment against him, he can't pay it. What What's that really about? Because mm-hmm. the case was to get this guy who was a, a father, single father, I can't remember, who's paralyzed now, whose ability to work and earn the wages he would have earned before, everything could have possibly been different. So you go after the money. So mm-hmm. it being the designer and then the printer. And, you know, so you go after where the money is so you can get your client the biggest settlement possible. And you wow. hope you get a $5 million and you hope settlement. You get yeah. a $5 and you don't even go to court. Settlement. You want to settle before so that five you want to settle. Yeah. That $5 million was good for him, though. Oh, that $5 million was good for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after lawyer fees, it's not $5 million, but still, right. it's a good still, thing. Yeah. A good, yeah. Now, good, return, good payday for a guy who's paralyzed, right. so it's all relative. Right. It's not like yeah. he's like hanging out with the money, it's yeah. healthcare right. money. Yeah. Right. Um, 
But that's a good question. Let's let's kind of open with that on the 3D gun thing, and I want to hear from people at home what they think too. Did Diane and Finn, the way that they approached the case, going after uh, the manufacturer Fife, and then going after what was the name of the company Blockstock? Oh, Blockstock, yeah. Did they do the right thing? Was that what was their were, were their tactics proper to get that five million, or should they have done it a different way? I mean, I think from the from jump, Diane made it very clear that. This was more than just the case for her. It was really about how she felt about this gun design, the fact that you can print a gun in four hours if you have a 3D printer, and the fact that you can get through airport security. So it was much more about that than simply the case for her. But I also think as far as a strategy is concerned, that's the right strategy to use because you want to incite that type of emotion from the judge or if there was a jury, the jury, because you want them to rule on your side. So I think they did take the right approach. I think it was the right approach to keep the designer the entire time and then at the printer. I mean, if they could have made a stretch to even a bigger third party, I would have done it too, but I think they I think they did the right way. And again, I'm totally not a litigator, but in yeah. my opinion, I think they approached it the right way. No, and you try to tack on as many people as you possibly can, right. or, or companies who can pay out that can, and maybe you hope that one or a couple or the amalgamation of them just says, we don't want to fight anymore, just take the settlement money. Right. You know, that's it. Mm-hmm. And we, you're causing too much of a problem for us. Here's $5 million. And that wow. ended up happening. Now, the $5 million came from an interesting source. Ah, dun, and I dun, wanted dun. to talk about that. What was that about? I took it to mean it was a, whether it was the NRA or not, it was some you know, relatively right-wing gun rights source that looks at printing guns, which is a thing in the real world now. Mm-hmm. This is a, a situation that looks at printing guns and says if, if people take away the ability to print guns or they make people culpable for misfires, like in this case, those are more gun rights being eroded. And this secret group of people who offered the five million are are you know political people or whatever rich wow. people who are gun you know pro gun people who want to say just go away take your money don't mess with the larger issue of the second amendment and liberty with mm-hmm. firearms right. even if the firearms are plastic I'm just, overall about the whole gun situation i'm just sad to know that anyone can go online get directions on how to print out a gun that you that's plastic that you can get through the airport like kids are out there always on the internet you know things have been like this before <laughs> the, crazy the anarchist cookbook will tell you how to make bombs it's right. a very famous thing for making mm-hmm. homemade bombs and stuff and it wasn't necessarily intended to you know be an insurrectionist rebellion point but that's how people have used it mm-hmm. so there have been a lot of stuff like this but technology is making it all the more common and accessible and it is scary theoretically and as we've seen with courts and with litigation and everything we see it in technology issues and free speech on like social media and stuff the legal realm will always lag behind the real world absolutely and so cases like this will happen in the real world Mm -hmm. and other things will happen they mentioned school shootings in Mm -hmm. the show something like a school shooting with a printed gun could potentially happen one day but litigation wise nobody will have dealt with that until years after it happens and it goes to court but I have to say I mean I think the part that surprised me was the fact that this guy printing this gun was such a benign thing to him because after he printed the gun he made a couple mugs like it wasn't as if he was like Oh, I'm making a gun. He was like, Oh, I have a 3D printer. This is cool. I'll make a, a gun. I'll make a couple mugs. I'll make, you know, some spoons. Like, he just, it didn't seem like any big deal. And I think that's eventually what's going to happen, especially when you get these 3D printers. You're just going to be pr- printing stuff and not think anything about, it. like, Oh, this is cool. Four hours I can have this. Three hours I can have I'm this. You have to get one of those printers. <laughs> you can. I mean, they're excessive. They're expensive. Wow. But you they're can expensive. Get one. Yeah, you absolutely could. It's People exciting. print cars and stuff and 3D. Yeah, you know, they they're do expensive everything. now, but just like, 
televisions. They yeah. won't be in a couple of years. You yeah, know? everything will come down and sit into a different situation. Um, and the guy, the, the printer who shot the gun at the range, as we saw, there was no ill intent. It was no. quite the opposite. He was right. like, hey, I'll put on a show. This is cool. Yeah. It's a gun. And it fire, misfires yeah. sideways. Yeah. <laughs> so, Which was crazy. Came out backwards. Yeah. Because I'm watching these people stand there as he shoots this gun, and I'm like, what are you all doing? Like, um, you might want to watch this from a distance. Right, yeah. You don't know how this is going to go like, down. Wait a minute. That's, that ain't no real um, gun. Right. I'm going to just sit over here and watch. But I, but I have a quick question. Does anyone have a theory of, like, who this mysterious backer may be? Because I... I, I the good wife obviously runs to the left of the political spectrum, mm-hmm. to put it mildly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would imagine this is just their way of... If we were to ask the kings about it and say, who did you make this? I would, off the record, they'd probably never reveal it, but off the record, I'm sure it was the NRA or NRA favored, you know, rich donors or whatever, but they can skirt that on camera so they don't have to make a total political statement. Uh, Diane Lockhart can make a political statement by doing her thing, but that's Mm -hmm. just one character. If the show makes a statement that the NRA is pushing away these guns, that reflects more on the show and may lose viewers or may get a boycott of some kind. So this is their way, I think, to kind of skirt that and say, oh, could have been any donor. Who knows? So my personal view, to answer your question, mm-hmm. an NRA-type organization or people like that. I thought the same thing, but I actually thought they might have been rallied by Diane's husband. Because oh. it was this kind mm-hmm. of thing where you know, he was so against her keeping Blockstock in that trial, right? Mm-hmm. So he tried to talk to her, he tried to talk to Finn, he was really pissed when she wouldn't listen to him. And then at the end when she, he was saying, we need to go in a trip, this hunting, tri- this three-day hunting trip, I was like... The richest men in America. The richest <laughs> men, with the richest men so in America. Smart. I was like, oh my That's gosh. That's the organization that paid for it. Did he put this together in order to pay for this settlement? But not around the topic of Diane's husband. Isn't this like the first time we really... Got to figure him out and see him as a person? It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah he's been a while. Clearly, she's happily married because, you know, I guess in Bliss, mm-hmm. he doesn't come around. So, <laughs> but it's been a while. It has been a while. And I, I think the husband, Kurt, Kurt McVeigh, mm-hmm. is right. First off, his mustache. <laughs> I mean that's a, that's a that's I can't do it. That's a man's mustache. That's <laughs> a manly man. Couple. I love how they keep everything so refreshed and new. She's you know? like business person put together, mm-hmm. and you can tell he's rugged as hell. Yeah. But like obviously has expertise in education. Mm-hmm. But he's like a man's man, and she's like a business person. Mm-hmm. Like it's a weird combination, but whatever. Um, but the husband, Kurt McVeigh, he tells her when they get in that fight at one point, and he's like, "If you want to change politics." Run. Yeah, run. Don't do it here. And it's it's a good point on him. I'm obviously, like the creators of this show, probably very liberal on gun rights and stuff. Um, but Kurt McVeigh has a point, and that is we have separation of powers for a reason. The executive branch does one thing. The you know legislative branch does another. And the judicial branch does the third. And this is not the Supreme Court, of course. Right. But this is that avenue. If you, if you want to stay in the judicial branch with this case, do it. Mm-hmm. Once you want to legislate, do it. But be a politician. Don't legislate from. Yeah, but the I, law. like I said before, I don't think there was really any other way because I think the other attorney was right. It's a complicated thing. You're talking technology. You're talking new areas. Um, you're talking possibly First Amendment, Second Amendment. I think the only real, real way they could win this was to go for the emotional pull and bring in his his statements like the school shooting and will you give it to a felon? Like, you know, I'll try to touch on all those points. So I. I I do think she had a political view. Like, she was very strong about her political yeah. view, but I just don't know any other way she could have gotten this case and $5 million. I just don't see any other way. And Fife, I know that the quote was taken out of context, but 
maybe just don't if you're if you're if you're putting up gun uh, schematics for 3D printing, which is kind of controversial, anyways. Yeah. Maybe just don't go on the record with the word school shooting, no matter what you have to say. Ever. Don't even say school shootings are awful, yeah. which they obviously are. Just don't talk about right. it. Right. That's not for you to get into because it's going to get used against you. Well, what about the, the his attorney who's like, like okay. keep it down with her hand gestures, like go light, go light. I mean, it's too late. It's already the cat's already out of the bag. It's, it's, it's too much. You, it's, he's gone. And it's cool to see different judges. And I like seeing Abernathy. He drove us crazy in this episode because mm-hmm. he's such a wishy washy whatever. But I like seeing different judges because other judges in other courtrooms in this show would have lost it off the deep end on her totally. for doing something like mm-hmm. that, and would have all but like hit her, you know? Right. But but Abernathy is kind of like everybody just stop doing hand signals. Right. He was so caught up in what was being discussed and what he was learning. It was clear that this is like the first time he heard he's heard of this issue and the impact of it that he was like, wait a minute, whoa, what? Yeah. What, is this serious? You can really do this? Mm-hmm. So I think a little hand gesture, he was like, that's really a small topic compared to what's really globally going on in this case. Here's an interesting thought that you just gave me from saying that is Abernathy, in a way, represents, a, I think, a fair amount of Good Wife viewers. If mm-hmm. you are watching this after show, you have enough internet know-how to have found AfterBuzz to right. watch this or listen to the podcast. And, and that's not just an age thing. It's not just young people on the internet anymore. Obviously, older generations do it all the time. But I think there's a good swath of Good Wife viewers who have never heard of a 3D printer until about two hours ago. I agree. Wow. You know, I agree. I, who, that was my first time, I think. Th- then you're I a good example. Even from our generation, but I think a lot of older people are like, whoa, what? And they, right. and they sit like Abernathy, and even people our age sit mm-hmm. like Abernathy and say, okay, wait a minute, you can do what with this? Yeah. And he sort of represents that. You know, I was John taking notes the whole time. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm about to go in there and, you know. Get get some, get I'm going to get one of these. I'm going to get a loan and get a 3D. So you got, you got 1800 bucks sitting around. Hey, next time, if you got to buy like a MacBook or something, it's about the same. Just it really is. Keep it and buy yeah. a 3D printer. Yeah, it really yeah. is. And, print, and then print your own laptop. Yeah. There you go. That's a good one, Bobby. <laughs> um, one, <laughs> one thing we have to talk about in regards to the 3D printer, because this case and Kurt... Obviously, we probably won't see the case again, and Kurt will come back like four seasons from now. But the one thing that we should look at is the little, very, very short, Finn and Carrie snapping at each other. Yeah. Now we're getting to the good stuff. Carrie has a long memory. Um, well, long. It's been like a month. But even still, I mean, but Finn was in a different capacity at the time. He was doing his, he was doing job. his job. And mm-hmm. the thing of it is that Carrie worked in the SA's office himself, too. So, lo and behold, unless he had left the SA's office, he would have been doing the same thing to another version, you know, to yeah. another Carrie out there. So it's not personal. I mean, I understand because Finn was the face of the case. Mm-hmm. So whenever he was in court, he saw Finn. But come on, it's not Finn, per se. It was really Castro. And, at the time. Right, and right. really, in a way, Carrie, sh- knowing how Castro worked, Carrie should probably be happier. Castro would have done dirtier stuff mm-hmm. if it were hand- his hands were on the case than Finn did. Finn was more above board than Castro. Right, right. So Carrie got off relatively easy. Right. Um, but that was an interesting little... I love that dig. <laughs> I did. Do you think... What is it... There's multiple levels of prediction on that, and we'll talk about more predictions later, but we have to acknowledge this. Going forward... Finn is not a part of the law firm. He brought the case to them. They were talking about the case, right. you know, and on the money. Um, going forward, does it hamper Finn's chances to be part of the law firm if Alicia wants him there? Do they never work with him again? Is this a Carrie Finn rivalry? Like, wh- this could go a lot of ways. I, I definitely think Carrie would have a say so if he yeah. did want to come. But at the end of the day, if Alicia, they want him there, he'll be there. So. I mean, I, I think Finn will eventually join the law firm because I'm hoping he continues to be on the show. 
kings listen to me. No, I'm saying. No, we'll talk about that later too. <laughs> I yeah. want Finn to continue to be on the show, but and I do think Carrie will have a problem with it. But Carrie has a problem with David Lee, and Carrie has you know with, right. with a lot of people. But it makes to me very smart business smart decision, sense yeah. to bring Finn on. I mean, he knows people currently at the SA's office. He was an SA what a couple of months ago before he had to leave. He understands the inner workings of it. Clearly, he was a good SA. Um, it, it makes perfect sense to bring him on, especially if Alicia wins the, the election. They'll need another strong person. Yeah. Or if Alicia wins the election, Finn goes back to the SA's office working under her. Right. There um, you go. But either way, he's smarter than opening up his one-man practice, like getting people out of traffic tickets. Like <laughs> He's past that. Right. <laughs> but he was eager to take the $200,000 yeah. settlement because for him, let's say his contingency is whatever, is 30%. That's you know sixty grand for him. That's good money so for tell, per case. Uh, tell me this, not to make you our legal expert, obviously, but you have more experience. It than sounds we do. like she is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just is, sitting back, like okay. And I know you're probably not in this, and you don't do the same civil litigation. But if for what will a lawyer take for five million? Is a lawyer going to get two and a half? It depends. I mean, it depends whether he got he's doing hourly billing, whether he's put a cap on the deal, or whether he's taking a contingency. So it all depends. I mean, he could potentially get thirty percent. I think. I could be wrong, but I've normally heard of people taking 30% of settlements mm-hmm. as opposed to taking 50%. But you also have 30% plus expenses. So, you yeah. know, who knows? I mean, ex- 30- expert witnesses and stuff are expensive. Is it 30 if you win, nothing if you lose? Is a that lot of the- times. Yeah. Okay, right. That's so Finn potentially went home with, I don't know, let's say $10,000 or a couple million dollars for his firm. Like, you just, you know, you never know. But it's a l- different arrangement. And depending on whatever make. Diane and that firm got. Too, right, yeah, them too, okay. yeah. I was just curious because five million were like, oh my god, this is a ton. But the the man who was paralyzed is not going to walk away with five million. No, he's not. So interesting. Um, okay, let's move on now. Let's talk a little bit about Lewis. Um, oh, Lewis will transition Lewis. us to Alicia and the election stuff. Mm-hmm. But before we get to her, let's let's cover Lewis and check him off. Uh, Hamas. No, is an asshole. <laughs> well, there I mean, we go. I'm just going to keep it real. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> but he is. Like, at the end of the day, you're on your deathbed. You were about That's to debatable, die. too. Right. Well, you're right, because he's such a liar. I don't yeah, even right. know anymore. But the simple fact that he brought her to the hospital, I think it was planned, too, from the wife calling the office or whatever and doing all of that. He's just so sneaky. He's just an asshole. I feel sorry for him. He's a really evil person. But he's a smart asshole. Oh, yeah. My two favorite words, two of my favorite words <laughs> in this language are plausible deniability. Because we can debate that he did this and it looks like he set this up, but... You can also make the argument that he was just aloof and didn't set right. it up, and these were the wishes of the parents, and he's an innocent man. Plausible deniability. This is why he's such a good evil guy, because he's not, like, totally black and white evil. There's that whole gray area. We're, we're all like, dude, you're a shark. But we can't, so we prove, can't it prove it enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't believe, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I know th- this tragedy happened to a thir- th- 13-year-old girl, and you have to go into surgery to do trans, you know, transplant with organs really quickly. Yeah. But I, it's just hard for me to believe that out of the blue, Lewis knowing nothing about these people, that he's going to liquidate all of his stock worth $18 million. I mean, he's yeah. married with two little kids. We saw it on last yeah. episode in order to do a great deed. I mean, I think that the, was the good deed is a gr- good thing, but it's just, it, I was like, wait a minute, what? Right. Like, so right off top, Alicia should have been like, really? She really should have been. You have a family, your wife, you know. I'm also curious, and... and you know, we're not lawyer, we're not legal experts on the show, and none of us are doctors, so we can't speak right. about organ transplant. Right. But I am curious, and if, if medical people are watching this, I would love a comment. A 13-year-old girl dies and gives up a kidney, is an organ donor. Um, 
is, you know, 50-year-old on his deathbed Lewis Canning the best candidate for that organ? I mean, I don't know how this works. Yeah, I don't know. Is is it better to give that organ to a younger person? I don't know. Is there just a list first come, first serve? I I usually think it's like a list and he was next in line. That's how kidneys go. And if the kidney would keep him alive, for sure. Because if if they know he's probably going to die anyways, I feel like he'd be a low priority. But the match, they probably had a match. Type A, type B. Yeah. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. All I know about that is what I hear on Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) You know, that's it. Not an expert. Yeah, not an expert. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got. But what was his... I I never even knew kidney was the issue. I thought he had a a different illness. Well, well, that's even Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? So everything is wrong with him. Like, he's... (laughs) He does that weird little stuff. Like, what is that everything disease cause that he has? I don't know. He's got everything. Um, my, but that's kind of the question: is did she research the thirteen-year-old girl's head-to-head soccer death, which is a one in a billion? So you think his whole story was a lie? I don't know. I don't oh know. My God. I don't that's know. so ignorant. Well, once you start lying like that, like. Because I do think this whole thing was a scheme between he and David Lee. Because they want to get money. They want to get either the money for this lawsuit that they have, or they want to get Alicia, or probably even both, right? Because I love the fact that he, in his, like, days and haze remembered that he didn't vote for her. Like, (laughs) how do you remember that, but don't remember, like, this other stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So I believe the two of them put this together from the beginning, and it was just a plot to, to get, you know, everything so once you start lying who knows maybe it wasn't a 13 year old girl maybe it was a 45 year old you know whatever i mean whomever died is still a sad situation but he knows what he's doing with alicia he's going to pull at the heartstrings so he's going to say whatever he needs to say in order to get her to do whatever he wants her well, to that do goes to to show that alicia is really weak and naive and vulnerable like she needs to step it up like that was so easy to get her and it could have ruined her she's you know doing her whole thing right now so that could have ruined her who put this in motion is this linked to frank prady at all or is this just because canning and david lee are assholes i I think think it's it's strictly yeah yeah. i think it's strictly because because and we can talk about frank when we start talking about frank and alicia above it all i really do think frank prady's a good guy yeah yeah he is i really do think he's a good guy he wants the best to win and at the end of the day i it is what it is even not being a good guy He's not a bad enough guy to do this. Yeah. He might be a bad enough guy to leak stuff to the press or whatever. Yeah, right. he, he would never. This is over the top. Oh, please! Yeah. This is way this is really over <laughs> in a whole land. Like this you is deep. You don't. You don't. Uh, I just I, think she was kind of dumb to go along with it because it already sounded weird. Like once you found out it went to the Palestinian or whatever, yeah. the heck, I would have been like, okay, I would start doing my research myself as a, a lawyer. Like she just was a little dumb on this one. But he, but he really played it well. I mean, think about it from last week. He, she went to the hospital to see him, ran into his wife, saw the kids, you know, consoling the wife. This week he's in the hospital. He's gotten the transplant. He He's barely conscious when she talks to him. It can play on your emotional, you know, play yeah. on your heartstrings. So, and I think Alicia is always teetering on this, am I a good person or a bad person thing? And she feels as if she's always doing so much bad and evil possibly or, and afraid she's going to the dark side that she almost revels in the opportunity to do something good. So this would be her opportunity to do something really good. Like when she said to him, I'm going to get that money. I'm going to get that money donated to that family because she, I think she desperately wants an opportunity to be good. She wants to be St. Alicia as much as she can be. And on the flip side, Canning is kind of a sociopath in some ways. You know, there's to him, it seems like to me, at least all the things I've seen with him, it's not so much that he's evil because we can argue he is but it's also that he just enjoys playing the chess match Mm -hmm. he likes the game and to Alicia 
because she has such a good heart and because she she guilts herself so hard, right. she takes these games seriously. The whole thing to Canning is a game. If he were healthy and Alicia tried to donate his $18 million to Hamas, you know, when he was walking out of the hospital, he would go home and laugh his ass off for an hour. Right. And it's not just kind of an evil thing. It's also because to him, it's just... Having some fun. Just Let's having some fun. No, I'm going to win this time. family just had a child die. Why wouldn't they want the money? Why would they want it to go to a charity? Maybe they were loaded, too. I yeah. don't know. I mean, who knows? But and, but everything about it. The charities in Dearborn, Michigan, which is like, I don't know what you know about Michigan, but Dearborn is a very, very Muslim-heavy community <coughs> in and around Detroit. So much so that it's been politicized in and of itself. So they put the charity in Dearborn. <coughs> like, he checks off every box mm-hmm. that's going to offend certain voters. Right. <laughs> oh, it might be linked to Hamas. Just saying might Hamas is enough. Is enough. Totally enough. Yeah, it's totally enough. Especially for people like Eli Gold, who <laughs> flipped out himself when he heard that. He did a lot of flipping out in this episode. This whole entire episode. Let's talk about him Eli did out. a bunch of flipping out. All right, let's talk about Eli. I want to make sure. I don't think we've got anything else on Canning and Hamas. If we do, we can always get it in the comments from people who are smarter than us. That's right. Um, which is true. I'm not being. I'm serious <laughs> about that. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the election now. Um, we're going to save Johnny and Alicia for the end because mm. I want I want Allison to warm up and then tell us how she really feels. <laughs> but before we get up, huh? to Johnny and Alicia um, and, and and spoil that one if you haven't seen it, what do we make of Johnny leaving the campaign now because of the. Uh, Peter speech, maybe he's not going to a Sacramento job. But early on in the episode, he says, I'm leaving on election day to go to Sacramento. What do we make of that? Well, he took that opportunity because I feel like his feelings was involved and he was confused and felt like it wouldn't work out with him, him and Alicia at that point in time. So it was totally a personal decision. It was a personal decision. I think it was a personal decision and I think maybe he does think it'll work out between he and Alicia and who knows we don't know much about this character we've been like dying to find out more about him I think there was like a motorcycle accident that was alluded to in the beginning yeah, and really we, early like really early <laughs> we know nothing about him whatsoever so for all we know it's not that he doesn't think it could happen with Alicia because she grabbed him and grabbed him and kissed him it's just maybe he can't handle it maybe he thinks he's crossing the last day like you did all this work to prepare this person for this you know position and then you just leave you didn't want to wait and see if she wins like, you don't get the spoils you, know, you do all the work without too yeah, but the it election was emotional was more like you could tell it was emotional. Like you don't leave yeah. on my my day, you know. I'm right. Gonna, um, I'm going to disagree with you guys. I think it was not totally, but I think it was sixty forty maybe a professional decision because Eli blackmails him hard and it works for a while. Right. This is a reputation maker job. I made the call for this job. If it was just about Alicia. He'd leave tomorrow. He'd put somebody in place and say, I have to go. It's an emergency, whatever BS. This is like still several days. And if it's that painful to it's not be with two Alicia. It's 40 hours. Well, but at the start of the thing, it was three or four days. Right. Because it's been a couple days in the show. If it, if it were, you know, that many days it was so painful with Alicia and it was totally personal, you'd want to get out there faster. But still, you know? why not leave the next day? What is the message leaving on the day of... Because I look at it as mostly a professional decision where that was the day that this huge campaign starts, this can make his career, and then maybe over time when Eli blackmailed him, he started to come to terms with whatever's going on with Alicia right. and realized the combination of those things was like, hey, maybe... I should say, screw you, Eli. Yeah, I, I think this. I mean, I think this job that they're talking about is is great. You're right; it's a great character move. Like it's it's the right move for him in his career. But if I mean, he he said something about the campaign's going down, right? So he could have left 
that day, being two or three days before the campaign. But if it isn't that urgent, he would have needed to leave then as opposed to waiting until campaign day. Or he could have waited to, to leave a couple days after. So to me, him deciding what day, because who wants to be the campaign manager and leave before election day? I think... To me, it felt more emotional because he could have chosen, like, he could be like, Alicia, I'm out of here. There's a better career move. I'm gone. You're three points ahead. I'm out today. Let it ride. You and this other guy with the glasses who's always, like, on 10. You know, you two hands let you're fine. Say on 10? Yeah, he's on 10 all the time. <laughs> he's on 10 all the time. So I think him waiting to at least election day was because of the fact that he had some kind of duty to Alicia as far as her campaign is concerned. But him leaving that day, I think, was also a message of, I got to get out of here while... I can because once the election happens and she wins, she wins or she loses. What's holding us back? Right. What's holding us back? We I have no excuse now. She's no longer a client. We're no longer in the campaign. So let Mm. me get out of here. Is it a mistake by the good wife writers uh, to not have told us more about Johnny thus far? No, as a writer, I think that's smart. You you leave us wondering, you know, don't give it to us all at once. We we need to think what's coming next, who is this? I mean, yeah, leave us wondering for sure. Do you, but do you think viewers have enough of a connection to him, not just him and Alicia, but him individually as a person, to buy into the him and Alicia thing? They don't, and that's, that's, that's the good thing about it. That's why we don't know what's going to happen next. I mean, I think we are we are attached enough to his hotness, so that will keep me watching. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just of being course. honest. <laughs> it's the eyes. You know, he's hot enough to the keep me interested. The intern girl. What did she say? What did Marissa say? You're just so handsome. Guys are so weak. Yeah, she <laughs> called like, him a dirtbag. Handsome. She's great, and he yelled at her like really well. Yes, he did in this one, which yeah. is new. He didn't really yell like that. He seemed like so cool the entire time, and then just her calling him a dirtbag and touching on that point sent him over the top, which we hadn't seen before. Yeah. And Alicia's done some pretty crazy stuff on this in selection, But he's always kept it cool. Always. Speaking of Alicia <laughs> doing crazy things in this election, let's talk about bashing Peter. Mm-hmm. Good idea? The way it ended up playing out, speech, no speech, speech, she gave the speech that bashed Peter. It helped her from what it sounds like, no. but good idea. I don't think it's a good idea, because at the end of the day, I'm not going to vote for someone that's not loyal. Regardless of anything that goes on in a marriage relationship, you need to stay true and straight, stay loyal to your husband. That's a great so, point about you Hillary. You my vote right there. Yep. About Hillary Clinton. One of the strongest points that yeah. she had during the Clinton situation in the 90s was she stuck by him yep. when, when she was in the right to be totally offended and walk away, but she still stuck. And after a while, people were like, you know, her numbers, Q rating or whatever yeah. was through the roof. So, As well, a strong woman, you're regardless. You're not supposed to go in there and trash them. And then it's going to bring conflict and it's going to look bad for her. I think that's going to backfire on her. Yeah, I agree. I, I To go against your, her husband now, right, she's three points up. I really didn't see the purpose of it. But you stood there in season one, pi- the pilot, standing beside this mm-hmm. man as he tells you, I have to leave the essay's office. I've cheated, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. And now you turn and you're singing a different tune. Yeah. To me, it just sounds like you're just trading upon him. And I, I almost think and I'm not a campaign strategist at all. But at this point in the campaign, it would have always, almost, in my opinion, been better to turn it back on Frank Prady and say, he has nothing else to say about me. Now he has to go after my husband. Like, yeah. he has nothing left. So the only thing he can do Good is go decision. after. Right? right. The only thing he can say is about my husband, which I'm offended by because that's mm-hmm. my husband. That's smart. So I just I think it was the wrong play, but I also think Johnny may have suggested her to play it this way because he's thinking if I can cause a wedge between the two of them, that just makes an open door more for me and Alicia. 
smart wow. too as well. No, that was a that was more than smart. That was a bomb you just dropped. <laughs> but, that was what you're saying is what you're accusing. I mean, it's not really an accusation, but what you're accusing Johnny of is in his professional career, which to this point he's been very professional and capable. Right. He is now making romantic, let's say them, decisions that trump the campaign, if that's what it is, which is a hell of an interesting point of view. That's kind I mean, of the point of view. Is she going to stay with Peter anyways? I, I think that needs to go. You it's just blew my mind. She blew, that's a huge thing. Like, I don't know if, I hope people understand how big that is because that, obviously there's only a couple days left in the campaign, mm-hmm. so there's only so much that can do. But that idea with Johnny is very interesting and would underscore a lot of what we might see from him and her coming down the pipe. Yeah, I, I, do, I was like, oh, well, you know, I, I think there's other ways to play this. He's always come up with other strategies. And to go against Eli, who got him the job for Alicia. And fine, I understand it. You don't want Eli to control you. I completely understand standing up to to him with that. But as far as the strategy of the campaign is concerned, I was like, there has to be another way to address this than directly going after Peter. But to go after Peter really does benefit you being Johnny. Interesting, man. Hmm. That's my point of view. Well, let's talk about Eli going against Eli's word. Yeah, let's talk about that. Is it a that. smart decision to go up and uh, talk bad about Peter? Because at the end of the day, Peter got her where she is. And Peter really can break her down. You know, that wasn't smart at all. I think as this will play out, we saw the preview for next week. Mm-hmm. As this will play out, Peter is going to play the flip, which is, and this is a, a sly one, which is, oh, Alicia's got it in the bag. Alicia's already won. You know, forget about it. Don't go vote. Which he doesn't say that, but that's kind of what it means. And then she'll lose, which is interesting. But I think if a Peter and Alicia feud were ever to happen, Peter will come away looking significantly worse than Alicia. Because Peter's mm-hmm. the one who cheated. Peter's the one who had all these issues. Peter's the one who had corruption issues. Peter's the one who had racial issues with the black right, business leaders. Black, thing. Mm-hmm. Alicia didn't have these issues. She may have made a mistake going after him, but she didn't have the problems you have, Peter. You can't, you know, whatever the saying is about playing in the mud with pigs, you get dirty, and Alicia's not, you know, the pig in that metaphor. But it's kind of that idea. You're you're lowering yourself to her level as the governor. You will end up looking bad. Yeah, but we talked about it. We touched upon it last week when we were saying, or I talked about it, you whispered about it, and <laughs> did the whiteboard. But we talked about it last week saying, neither one of them are like, why does the driven snow, right? Yeah. And I think the advantage that Peter has is the fact that, yes, he's done all his dirt, <clears throat> but he's served time for his stuff. Like, all his stuff is out there in the open. He's done everything out in the open, and he's still got elected governor, right? And so the thing with Ramona and that type of thing, that may be things that people don't know about, but the majority of Peter's uh-huh. stuff is already out there. If Eli, someone else, starts leaking these things about Alicia, Alicia and Will, Alicia and Lamont, all that kind of stuff, that stuff is new. Yeah to everyone and she'll have to deal with that so I think initially she may take a harder blow and an Alicia Lamond Lamond the drug dealer and Alicia is a much more significant connection from Mm -hmm. a political perspective than Peter just effing around with other girls which is stupid obviously but it's not theoretically didn't affect his politics now he had political problems too but Lamond is a bigger deal than Ramona yeah Yeah, absolutely Um, All right, girls there was like a kiss at the end of the episode or something. Yeah. Was there? I don't know. It wasn't like whatever. Yeah. It's it something. So I don't cute. remember. Allison's so happy. <laughs> <laughs> you know I like stuff like that, guys. So what do you think, Allison? Um, first of all, when's the wedding? <laughs> you know what? You guys don't even want me to get on it. At the end of the day, she is either going to be Team Johnny or Team Finn. 
he really likes her. I like that. You know, Johnny, you mean? Yeah. Likes her. Yeah. He really likes her. Um, the whole scene, it was cute. You know, I have something to say. I need to tell you about my feelings, all that, blah, blah, blah. The elevator closes, and then she's like, you know what? I like how she she got straight to the point. She invited him in. Do you just want to come in the house? Like, right. it's no time to play games. Right. Are you coming in or what? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, let's be a man. Just, you know, come in. And then he just went in for the kids. And I just was like, yeah! It was so cute. That's the official statement here on AfterBuzz <laughs> yes. about the Johnny Alicia That's kiss. It. That's all I want to say. <laughs> I find Johnny for Alicia to be, because everyone knows I'm Team Finn, like all day, mm-hmm. every day, he's hot too. But he's hot in a different way. Um, but he's still hot, <laughs> nonetheless. Um, I see Johnny good for an evening. Maybe a couple of episodes. I do not see it being a long-lasting thing. The only reason why I, I like both of them, they're both attractive men, but what I saw from Johnny is that he brings out the greatness in her. He pushes her. He makes her become better. Finn is just something more but emotional and um, intimacy type of ordeal. He's just there to, you know what, have fun at the end of the day. But he doesn't push me and make me a better person at the end of the day. Well, I don't see Finn being that fun at all. He's hot. And I've said yeah. that before, which I'm sorry. Um, I get caught on that but I do I, I see Finn as a long term like you're saying they're friends like they're friends they have things in common they understand but each other you want a man that pushes you makes you want to do better you know well, you and that's what I see Finn, out of Johnny I mean wait till Finn like throws her up against the wall and kiss her maybe no, we'll compare those men her, you a know? better person he brings out the greatness in her like he pushes her he believes in her career you know someone that supports me in yeah. my career and makes me a better person not just fun sexy whatever I mean I think after they have a good one or two scrump sessions, you know, which I think that's what Alicia needs. What and that's, scrump that's session? my word for sex. But anyway, okay. after they scrump a little bit, um, I think she'll, you know, find out more about him and it'll just be kind of that. Like, I think she'll realize maybe I'm SA or maybe I'm a partner in this law firm and for whatever reason his background, it doesn't work. But she's going to get a couple scrumps out of it, which I'm, you know, scrumps. I want her to smile like Diane was smiling in that car. Ooh. Hey, man. Everyone deserves it. I'm more risk averse than you two, and for me, it's the Johnny we don't know that scares me. Mm -hmm. Finn is very clean cut. Johnny, maybe, maybe not. Mm -hmm. And maybe Alicia getting involved with him turns out he's an ex con. I mean, I'm sure it's not that bad, but he's an ex con slash drug deal. You know, whatever. There could be something there that's bad enough for her. Real quick, because we only got a couple minutes left, I want to go to news first, news and gossip, real fast. Afterbus TV News. Two pieces. First one, Matthew Good, who plays Finn Polmar, mm. sat down with the Wall Street Journal two weeks ago. We were going to do this last week, but I didn't have a voice. <laughs> he talked about his role on Downton Abbey. He's obviously on that, too. Uh, Wall Street Journal asked a very pointed question about The Good Wife. Mm-hmm. They said, will you return next season? Matthew Good said, I don't know yet. We haven't had the discussion. I might, but I'm all about the family, really. You can't keep uprooting your children all the time. Wow. I am not happy. <laughs> I'm not happy that he was like, he wasn't like, yeah, I'm going to be a series regular. I'll be there all season long. Like, I am pulling for his character to come back. And, and I totally understand these characters are real people and they have real lives. And so family and that kind of thing happens. And sometimes a character just can't fulfill an obligation because of the fact that of their personal life. But man, would I be bummed if Finn left. Maybe, like and that's bummed. why Johnny's probably coming in the picture to take after. That's why maybe this happened today. Yeah, just it has, to fill, it has to fill in the gap. Yeah. yeah, and that makes sense, but I ain't happy. <laughs> Second piece of news: Juliana Margulies <laughs> may have just spoiled the rest of the season. Mm, right. She was at Paley Fest here in L.A. Uh, last week, and Vulture.com talked to her. That is a website, Vulture.com. <laughs> and Juliana Margulies said about the election, the campaign, "quote." 
I think what you will see if she wins, Alicia, I'm speculating you would see more of a competition between her and her husband because she's in his world. I can't tell you more because I don't want to ruin it, but it gets really good, and there is that weird competition between the two. Did she spoil it? Is she the next state's attorney? One thing I don't attorney? like about is people who just run their mouth too much sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you just need to know when to be quiet. You know, sometimes I need to know when to be quiet. But she just talked too much in that interview. Like, why would you just tell us that? You know, she did spoil it. Unless she did that to make us think she's going to win and she really isn't. Here's know? here's a double whammy. She also talked about David Hyde Pierce, who plays Frank Brady. Mm-hmm. She said, quote, working with David was incredible. He did a six, he did a six episode arc, but he'll come back. He's such an interesting character. Vulture.com said that that claim, quote, elicited a gasp from the audience. Exactly. Because she's spoiling <gasps> things. Like that time again? She's a veteran. She's been doing this for years. What are you doing? Well, I mean, I, I have to say, him not coming back or being a regular could cut both ways. Like, if he wins the contest, then we're not going to spend a bunch of time in the SA's office if Frank Prady's going to be SA, yep. right? So he wouldn't come back unless they come across each other in court or Alicia goes to his office to discuss something. Yeah. If he if she wins, then why do we really need Frank any longer? You know, unless he's going to try to fight the election or something of the nature. So, True. I mean... That does. I don't think that gives it away as much as her first statement of, "Well, Alicia and Peter are gonna go head to head." And I mean, speaking of that first statement, that is the perfect thing to talk about with predictions. So mm. let's do those real quick, and then we'll get out of here. And now you're after Buzz TV. <laughs> All right, Tara, you have been on the record, I believe, saying that Alicia will win this case. Or the case, the campaign. No, I think I think I was one who said she's going to lose. Really? Yeah, okay, I think I'm. I'm totally the, yeah, I think I, I I've always thought she was going to lose. Do and you stand by that? I do stand by that, I, and maybe for the fact that I think, and who knows? I mean, writers, these writers are brilliant. So if she does win, they'll find a way to change, turn it all around. But I just it'd be really hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that now she's an SA. Are we going to spend most of our time in the SA's office? What's going to happen to Diane and Carrie? Like, what's going to happen to these characters we've come to love over the last six seasons? Mm -hmm. But I guess that's what happens sometimes with shows. But I do. I still stand by my prediction that Alicia is going to lose. And I do realize, I do think, despite of what we, we saw today in these previews, that Peter is going to attempt to help her. I mean, it doesn't seem like it, but he's been doing it all along, trying to do things behind the scenes to help her all all along. And I do think something's going to happen. She's going to need him. They're going to have an argument about it. But, of course, he's going to come through because, regardless of it all, Peter loves her. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want this whole arrangement. He's doing it to keep her happy, but he loves her. So Peter's going to do what he needs to do to help Alicia win. Interesting, Allison. Um, I feel like Alicia works best in the um, what is the courtroom. She does best in the courtroom. I don't see her winning. I don't think she's strong enough. Um, and from the beginning, she never wanted to do it. It wasn't in her heart. It's not her passion. Um, it's Frank's passion. That's what he wants to do. And I definitely think he's a better candidate and can uphold it. She's just too weak. And it's not because she is a female. It's just her individually, her mindset. I think she's emotionally just unstable for this position and like I said it will be boring we need to see her going back into the the courtroom Court back working with Carrie and all of them that's that's how the good wife started so we're going to start the good wife and we're going to end it, end it how it started and Diane Lockhart will not become an ASA and take that pay cut if Alicia won. They can, no chance. Stop joking. No. <laughs> My prediction is going to be around Johnny. The devil you know is better than the devil you don't. And mm-hmm. something is seriously wrong with Johnny that this flirtation she is developing with him is going to backfire hard. Maybe not necessarily for the campaign, right. but something something is lurking underneath, whatever it is, and Johnny is going to hurt 
her. Just the idea of Johnny. Oh he God, won't physically hurt her. That. No, but, but Johnny's a bad dude. Something's she wrong. She said it when she was in Lewis Canning's, uh, you know, uh, ho- I mean, hospital room, and she said, "I have a thing for bad guys." She yep. said it. I mean, Peter's Peter, bad. Peter's bad. Finn's the good guy, but she doesn't really want. And him. that's why and Finn doesn't work. All right. We want your predictions uh, on the YouTube. You can comment to us there, or you can tweet us. So in light of that, Alice and Tara, where can they tweet you? Well, as always, you guys can find me at That's A Law, T-H-A-T-S-A-L-A-W, Instagram, Twitter, yeah. Snapchat, too, if you want to see my funny video. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at TJ Wagging Her Tail on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Bobby DeMuro on Twitter, at Mr. Bobby DeMuro on Instagram, but I don't use that <laughs> because I'm not pretty enough to put up selfies. That's it this week on the AfterBuzz. Uh, after show for The Good Wife, we will be back next Sunday for these two lovely ladies. I'm Bobby. Good night, guys. Good night. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.